Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. If I can figure out how to turn my computer on. Where is it? I'm just doing it without the thing. There it worked. Somebody say praise the Lord. <laughs> it worked. Amen. 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 As the, uh, uh, well, let me, let me just say, turn to uh, Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start out there, and then we're going to go to John chapter 1. So you can start out at Philippians 2. Um, Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So as the pastor said, he's going to be teaching um, Wednesday night. What I'm doing this morning is kicking off the series that we're going to continue on Wednesday evening. We generally don't do that, but um, we're hoping that uh, if you hear it and you like it and you're interested, come back out on Wednesday night and hear some more about that. So I want to I wanna make a statement right at the onset of this teaching the purpose of Jesus, now nobody's allowed to throw anything at me until, until I continue on, okay? It can get dangerous in here. The purpose of Jesus was never the cross. Never. It was never the cross. The cross was the method that Jesus used to continue his purpose in the earth. Jesus came to redeem mankind from Adam's fall from dominion over the earth. God put man on earth. Now, pay close attention on this today. God put man on earth for the purpose of extending his kingdom on this planet. And he gave mankind dominion over that kingdom. And when Adam fell, he fell from dominion. He didn't fall from heaven. He fell from dominion. So to do this, Jesus took on the flesh of fallen mankind in the form that we have now. So... We know this, I, I won't go long on this, but uh, Jesus came to the Jordan, John was baptizing, and uh, he said, baptize me, and John went, say what? That's what it translates to in Hebrew, say what? Yeah, so, so John said, I, I can't baptize you, you should baptize me. Jesus said, we have to do this to fulfill all righteousness, and I believe that means righteousness for all. For everybody. See, John was baptizing with the sinner's baptism. So when Jesus was baptized, that's when he took on the sins of mankind. You see, he was, he was literally baptized with the sin of mankind. Then he was baptized, listen to me now, he was baptized with the Holy Spirit by the Father. So at that moment, Jesus became a kingdom citizen. Yes. You got this? 
Jesus became a kingdom citizen because he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Don't you know when you have the Holy Spirit, you have been transferred into the kingdom of Almighty God. You are a kingdom person then, you see? Now, now, now watch this. Here's, here's how that took place. Jesus is eternal, amen? Always was, always will be. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 2. This is what happened before the incarnation. Uh, Philippians 2, verse number... Let me put some glasses on. Verse number 6, talking about Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God something to be grasped or something to be held onto and not given up. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. So that's what he did. He gave up the glory position that he had in the heavenlies. And he became incarnate. God made him a body in Mary's womb. And he became a bondservant. He became flesh and blood like us. Now, now watch this. Watch. Watch what happened. Look at verse number 8. Now being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He took on a sinner's death. So, so Jesus gave up his position as a kingdom personage. He took on flesh, then he took on our sins then the Holy Spirit was given back to him, which allowed him to operate in the kingdom of heaven. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. This just look, look at somebody and say, this is going to be so good. So now, now, now watch this. Go to uh, John chapter number one. Let me show you something really cool here. John chapter number one. you notice these pages get thinner as you get older? I do more finger licking in the Bible. <laughs> now watch, I want to show you something. So Jesus, just like in the, the, the Old Testament picture um, of the priest taking in the offering of blood once a year, uh, Jesus was taken up in the cloud. The priest would go in the cloud into the Holy of Holies. Um, Jesus was taken up in a cloud. And once and for all, we know, he poured the blood of his own self, his own sacrifice, before the Father. We know the Father accepted that blood once and for all. Amen? Once and for all, he, he accepted that blood. Now, now watch this. Then the... the um, uh, real quick here, the, the high priest, when he went into the temple, he would put back on that robe that had the little bells. That's what they was listening for was the clash of that bells. They was listening to the sound of those bells, and they would know that the offering was accepted. Jesus, when, when he offered the blood and the, and the Father accepted the blood, he put back on the robes of the position that he had before he took them off and came to earth in the form of man. Are you, are you seeing this? Now, now watch this, watch. Here was the first act that Jesus did 
after he put his robe of position back on in the heavenlies. Here was his very first act. Look at John chapter 1 and look at verse number 12. Watch. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believe in his name. That was his first act. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. Whatever he says goes. Amen? And the first thing he said is, whoever believes in me, I'm giving them the right to become children of God. Uh, okay? Now, now watch this. Watch. So that means, watch, and, and, uh, in, in Colossians 1.13, it says he rescued us and did what? Come on. He transferred us into the kingdom of heaven. That's what he's talking about. He rescued us from the domain of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of heaven. And then Philippians 3.20 says, well, in, in fact, well, we won't, we won't go there. Philippians 3.20 says, our citizenship is now in heaven. Amen. Now listen to me. Listen. I'm going to challenge some stuff here. I told Pastor David I was going to challenge some stuff. He's, he's ready with kung fu to get anybody that comes after me this morning. Okay? <laughs> we, we hear testimonies. It's good to get that out. We hear testimonies about I feel so unworthy, I feel so unworthy, I feel so unworthy. Our citizenship is in heaven. We have already been transferred. This is not a religious experience. Somebody say amen. Listen, listen to me. Watch. Look, 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 at, uh, look at verse 13. Verse 13. Well, go, go back to 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Watch. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of their flesh, nor of the will of themselves. They were born of God. God's transfer. God's transfer. It didn't, watch. It didn't happen because you sang. It didn't happen because you wept. It didn't happen because you prayed. It didn't happen because of any of that. It happened because you believed and God transferred you into the kingdom of heaven. That's how it happened. Our religious practices accomplished nothing to get us into the kingdom of heaven. And our, listen, our religious practices will do nothing to get us deeper in or get us more powerful. Now, why am I saying this? You know, if you go to Google, I went to Google and ask what the five biggest religions in the world is. Here's what, here's what Google told me. Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Judaism. Out of those five, one of them does not belong on the list. Christianity is not a religion. The Bible is not a religious book. 
It's a book about a kingdom. Are you hearing me? Now listen to this. It's, this is why a lot of folks in the church can't understand the Bible when they read it because they're reading it like it's a religious book. I've had people say, I read the Bible, but I don't understand it. It's because you're approaching it as, as a religious book. It's not a religious book. It's a book about a kingdom that came to earth. Hmm. Jesus never said, they, he never said in any parable, the religion of Christianity is like. <laughs> he always said the kingdom of heaven is like. Millions of people approach Christianity like a religion and they're so angry and they're so confused because it didn't work for them. Hmm. Christianity, I, I got saved in a denomination which I love with all my heart. But I, I got saved in a, uh, a denomination that believes Christianity is a religion. I got saved and lost three times a day. <laughs> I didn't have time to keep up with, with all of it. I mean, we didn't believe in anything. You weren't allowed to breathe, but we just repented because we had to, you know? Christianity makes a terrible religion. It's a horror. It's... I'm going to say something. Nobody's allowed to throw anything. <laughs> Christianity is a worthless religion. Yes. It's a very powerful kingdom. Yes. Huh? Come on. Jesus even gave us a parable to try to get us to understand this. It's called the prodigal son. And we all know the story. The, the, the son falls from the family. He removes himself from the family. And then he realizes he wants to be back with his father, who had everything. He's like, man, this is stupid. I got nothing. My father's house has everything. I'm going to go back, and maybe I can talk him into letting me be one of his slaves. And the father said, no, I don't want a slave. I want my son back. Are you hearing me? He said, we need to have a party here. We need, we need to kill the fatted calf. We need to call in the neighbors. We need to make some Buckeyes. I mean, we, we need to have this big party because the son that I lost is now home. Put a robe on his back. Put a ring on his finger. Man. Hmm. How many of us, I want you to hear this. How many of us are throwing away our royalty while we beg for a slave's security? Hmm? How many of us are throwing away our royalty while we beg for a slave's security? Hmm? Man. Here's what the son was, was saying to his father. Oh, if 
I can just be good enough, if I can just sing enough songs, if I can just make up for the things wrong that I've done. Listen, I want, I want to make a couple statements here. Here's what happens when we mistake religion for kingdom living. Religion says this, I am always reminded that I can never be good enough for God. That's what religion says. Jesus said, the kingdom of God can only be given to you as a gift. Religion says, if I have a bad day, i got to start my holiness all over again. We're like a bunch of drunks counting off the days that we haven't got drunk. You know? My sobriety's been three weeks. Oh, I had a bad day. I got sober all over again. Instead of not being a drunk. Are you hearing me? I mean, we, I'm going to go ask God for something. I've had three good days. And then I have a bad day and I do some kind of a bonehead thing. It's like, oh, I got to start my holiness all over again. Jesus said, if you believe in me, every sin will be forgiven. Religion says, I'm a worm before God. Jesus said, I've come to make you kings and priests. (laughs) This is sad. Religion says, I'm begging so hard, why won't you help me? Jesus said, you're a child of God. Whatever you loose on me will be loose. My goodness. My goodness. Hmm. Hmm. Here's why the enemy wants you to keep practicing religious exercises. Because while you're practicing religious exercises, you will never be comfortable in the presence of God. Watch. I've taught this, presence and anointing. You get your direction in the presence of God, so the enemy doesn't want you in the presence of God. He don't want you there. You're going to hear where to be. The anointing is what manifests in your life whenever you get to the place God wants you to be. But you'll never be where God wants you to be unless you get in the presence of God to where you can hear Him clearly. You see? And as long as we're being religious, we're going to be reminded that you're not worthy to do this. Who cares? That'd be like telling me I'm not worthy to be married to Jody. You know, that's probably true, but I don't care. (laughs) She's hot and I like it. You know, goodness sake. We, we was first married, we walked into a restaurant one time. She looking like a doll baby, you know? She looking like a doll. And, and we're going through the restaurant, and there's about three guys at the table. She's in front of me. And they look at her, and they looked at me, and I went, yep. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter whether I'm worried. I'm, I'm in the family, you know? <laughs> See, I went and bought this bicycle the other day and pastor I can't get it to go anywhere it won't take me anywhere 
It's a brand new bike. The guy that sold it to me said it's the best bike. What is the problem? It's not a bike? But he said it was a bike. There was a whole group meeting together every Sunday that said, this is a bike. Well, <laughs> but it won't take me anywhere. It's a kingdom. It's not a religion. The religion will not take you anywhere. My goodness. Matthew 13, Jesus said, verse 24, the kingdom of heaven is compared to. Verse 31, the kingdom of heaven is like. Verse 33, the kingdom of heaven is like. Verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like. Verse 45, the kingdom of heaven is like. Verse 47, the kingdom of heaven is like. He never said the religion of Christianity is like. Hmm. Go, go over to uh, uh, Psalm 115, if you would. Psalm 115. Come on, get that constitution out. Are you hearing me? This isn't a religious book. It's a kingdom book. Hmm. Now, we know that what Satan took was what man already had. Amen? He took what we already own. But man didn't own a religion. He was given dominion over the earth. Watch this. Watch. Psalm 115, verse 15. May you be blessed of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of man. Go back. Psalm, Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Got your constitution. Have you read your constitution this week? Hmm? Watch this. Psalm 8. Verse number 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, this is the question. The moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him? and the son of man that you care for him. Here's the answer. Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. My goodness. And we spend our days telling God how unworthy we are to be in his religion. Are you hearing me? Every time we do that, Satan stands and says, hmm? the more they do that, the less they'll ever be able to do. Go over to Matthew chapter number four, real quick, Matthew four. Let's get in our constitution and find out what we've got here. Amen? Hmm. Now, how many would agree with me? Jesus came to restore what Adam lost. Yeah. Amen? Amen? 
Now watch. He was baptized with sinner's baptism by John. Then he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Those who have the Holy Spirit have kingdom membership. The Holy Spirit sent Jesus into the wilderness to suffer the temptation of Ted. Hmm? Jesus overcame the temptation of Ted. He beats the devil and he comes out of the wilderness. And here's his message from that point on. Matthew chapter number 4, verse number 17. From that time, Jesus began to say, Repent for the religion of Christianity is here. Huh? He said, Repent. Repent just pastors taught this and taught this. It just means you need to learn to think another way. See, watch this. Uh, a lot of us are saved, but we're not thinking another way. Hmm? He said, learn to think another way because the kingdom of heaven is here. Not a religion. The kingdom of heaven is here. And when you believe in Jesus, he gives you the right to become a child of the living God. Uh, hmm. Religion by its design is made to remind us of how inadequate we are. You ever wonder why Moses wasn't allowed to see the promised land? And he's so faithful. He was so good at things. And he led all those people. And, and he was willing to, to raise children very old. That'd make you a hero right there, wouldn't it? My goodness. So Moses is so faithful, they come up to the promised land, and God said, I'm not letting you take them in. Joshua, who is a picture of Jesus, will take them in. Now, I've all, I, was, I said this for years, but I didn't know the complete truth until I discovered this. I always said the reason Moses couldn't see the promised land, because he is a picture of the law. And the law will not get you the promises of God. You see? But, but here is something I discovered after a while. The law is a picture of religion. Hmm? He said, you've been very religious. You've done it well. But religion will never get you into the kingdom of God. It won't work. As long as we're focusing on religion. Hmm. Wow. We'll never take advantage of what we have in the kingdom. Don't get out of bed in the morning and say, oh, there's one more thing I thought of. Before you give me a good morning kiss, there's one more thing I forgot to tell you about me. I don't do that. I'm not stupid. Huh? I'm like, good morning, baby. Why? I'm in the family. I can do that. I don't have to be tried. I don't have to be tested. She said, yes, I jumped on it right there. You know? Man. Hmm. When Adam fell, he didn't fall from a religion. He fell as the ruler over a kingdom. And Jesus didn't come to create a new religion. He came to restore us to kingdomship. Hmm. It's, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I want you to go to... Uh, 
Hebrews chapter number three. Man, we are going to deep dive in this starting Wednesday night. And you do not want to miss it, I am telling you. I'm going to challenge you this morning. Most people in the church and everybody in the religion of Christianity. Are you hearing me? If you're religious, here's what you do not believe. You do not believe that what this book says is true. I got to challenge you this morning. If you are religious, you do not believe what this book says about you. You do not believe that Jesus saved you completely once and for all. Hmm. And you don't believe that you have been redeemed as a child of God into the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Hebrews 3, I'm going to challenge you with your own Bible, with your, with your own constitution. Hebrews 3, verse number 12. Take care, brethren, that there not be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Chapter 4, verse 2, For indeed we have had the good news preached to us just as the Old Testament folks did, but the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard it. Hmm? I want you to go to uh, verse number 16. Watch. Listen to me. This is in your constitution of the government that you belong to. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in the time of of need. Go to Hebrews 7, last scripture. Let me challenge you and help you out to not be a religious Christian, but become a member of God's family. Hebrews 7, verse 23. The former priest, he's talking about a time when there was religion. The former priest, on the one hand, existed in great numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. See, here's the problem with religious folk. 
religious folk doesn't read the Constitution enough to remember this. Ooh, look at your neighbor and say, ooh. <laughs> have, have you ever had somebody remind you of something and go, and you just go, oh yeah. Golly, I've, Constitution, huh? Verse 26, for it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens, who does not need daily, like those high priests from religion, to offer up sacrifices for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Because he did once and for all when he offered up himself. For the law, religion, watch this. For the law, which is another word for religion, appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath or the promise, which came after religion, appoints a son made perfect forever. Listen to me. Are you religious or are you a child of God? Hmm? Are, does your religious practices continually remind you of how unworthy you are to look God in the face? Or do you see him as Papa, Father, God. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Some of us need to go back to the day we accepted Jesus as Savior and say, Jesus, I really want you to be my once and for all Savior. Huh? Listen. Here's, here's what happened in that situation with Dr. Ruth. If I knew a multi-gabillionaire, I'm passing up millionaires and billionaires, I want a gabillionaire, okay? And that gabillionaire did a signed contract with me, Pastor, and said, today, I'm adopting you. You are my son. How many would love me just a little bit better? (laughs) Huh? How many, yeah, people would be knocking my door down going, oh, you don't remember me? (laughs) There was a woman with cancer. And she did not know what to do. But she did know of a child whose father was God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They found a person who they knew belonged to the kingdom of God. Mm. 
And they just said this. Oh, I know what your family's got. Can you give it to me? Huh? I am telling you, Christianity is the most worthless religion in the world. It has no purpose but to keep you from God. Mm. David will whoop you if you hit me. Huh? The only thing it ever did was keep you from God or let you brag on how good you are because you did it right for three hours. Hmm? Man, this is a kingdom. This is a kingdom. Lord God, Lord God. Might you bless us with a revelation of kingdomship. Might you bless us with revelations from the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Might we read this not to be religious, but to learn the rights and the privileges that we have in this world. Lord God, open our eyes and make us powerful. And might we never feel inadequate again a day in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.